Hi guys, my name is Odette Williams. I am the author of Simple Pasta and Simple Cake. But today we are going to be making pasta. Pasta has been one of those things in my life that has just never let me down, has always made me happy. And if you had told me that in my lifetime I would discover how easy it was to make homemade pasta or that I would be making my own potato gnocchi, I couldn't have imagined it because I always reached for the store-bought option. So I hope uh, this episode is a is, is an unlock for you. It just makes you so happy. So today we're going to begin with a recipe that I'm sending all my friends to when they ask, oh, what should I begin with? And I say, start with the potato gnocchi and the luxurious pomodoro sauce. The two really, really simple recipes. They both can stand alone, um, comes together really quickly. The way I think about potato gnocchi, guys, is I just think we all know how to make mashed potato. It's basically like mashed potato, except for we're going to roll it up and and cut it into little gnocchi. So if you need to refer back at any point, the recipe is on food52.com or in the show notes, or you can purchase my book, Simple Pasta, Pasta Made Easy, Life Made Better, at any place where you can buy books. Alrighty, so let's just jump right in. Let's begin with the potato gnocchi. Let's just get that underway because we need to boil our potatoes to soften them up. So for the potato gnocchi, ingredients list, very, very simple. One and a half pounds of unpeeled russet potatoes. That's honestly, guys, that's three large russets. One large egg, third of a cup of pecorino or parmesan, whatever you've got on hand that's finely grated, half a teaspoon of salt, I use half a teaspoon of ground white pepper, but if you don't have white pepper, you can just use black pepper. And one and a half cups of all-purpose flour. So I'm just going to boil the potatoes until they're really soft and tender when I pierce them with a fork. I keep them in the jackets because we don't want them to take on too much water. So I'm just gonna put that straight onto my stove and get it boiling. And while that's boiling, what I always do for gnocchi is I just set up a sheet tray with some parchment paper on it or maybe just a a surface area in your kitchen where you can flour it. Basically, once the potatoes are, are cooked, we're going to peel off the skin and then we're going to either put them through a ricer, or if you don't have a ricer, you can use the finer side of a box grater, or you can even use a microplane. And this is what I love about potato gnocchi, is that you don't need any fancy equipment. You know, you don't need the the pasta roller or anything to to make this recipe. And it's a great recipe for, like if you're going away for the weekend, you could pack everything in advance and 
all the ingredients and you know if you're going away with friends it'd be such a fun thing to do together the reason why i wanted to try and make a really great potato gnocchi recipe is for years my family and i one of our local restaurants is frankie's in brooklyn in carroll gardens and they have i think one of the best potato gnocchis i've ever had i they get the gnocchi so pillowy and so soft and they serve it with a simple red sauce dollop of ricotta and it is just divine when i was morning sick with my daughter opal i used to go down to frankie's and it was like one of the few things that would take away my nausea so i as a as a real soft spot for it so pour yourself a glass of wine and really just relax into just the joy of making pasta Okay, so while my potatoes are boiling and softening, which usually takes about 40 minutes, that gives me the perfect window to start the luxurious pomodoro in a flash. This is like my go-to red sauce. I don't know if you guys know the brand Rao's bottled sauce, but I personally love it. And no judgment at all if uh, you ever want to use bottled sauce with my potato gnocchi but i'm so in love with this sauce because it comes together so quickly and it's it's like it's been simmering away for hours it's so full bodied and the secret weapon really is anchovies for the people that don't like anchovies you really can't taste them let me just read you the ingredients list and it's once again very easy it's half a cup of extra virgin olive oil Four to six anchovy fillets, three garlic cloves, two tablespoons of oregano leaves, one 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes, quarter teaspoon of salt, and a bit of black pepper. So with this sauce, you can also like calibrate it to be either an amatriciana by adding pancetta. You can make it a rabiata by adding in chili. Or you can make it puttanesca by popping in olives or capers, but we're just going to make it straight up now. Uh, so I'm going to begin with the anchovies. I'm going to put in for today. I've got a really nice little bottle here of oiled anchovies, and then I've picked up a can of good samazano. Tomatoes. Uh, I like the crushed ones. I like the texture of it. But you know, if you have homemade passata, feel free to go ahead and use that because that'd be great. But what I love about this is it's just everything you basically have in the pantry. I'm just going to. My garlic today is kind of minuscule, so I'm going to pop in a little, a few more than we need. With my garlic, I sometimes use a garlic crusher, but most of the time, you know, I chop, you know, I chop it too. I know garlic crushers can be a bit controversial, but the convenience of them is fantastic. Um, but the actually the tool that I use the most to get my garlic crushed is a microplane. 
So I'm just going to take the skin off. What's so great about the Rouse bottled sauce is it's got enough oil in it so that it, it coats and slicks the pasta really well. And I've always found that like a lot of red sauces, you know, uh, don't have enough oil and too much water from the, the tomatoes. So when you're first putting in, in this recipe calls for half a cup of oil and instinctually it can feel a little wrong. You're like, am I putting in too much oil into this recipe? But trust me, this is what makes it so wonderful. And the great thing is it basically coats a pound of pasta perfectly. So whether it's store-bought, this potato gnocchi we're making, it's a great one to know. All right, so I'm going to come over to my stove. And speaking of Frankie's restaurant, I'm using their, they have their own oil. So I'm using their oil. So I'm channeling, I'm channeling the Franks. I kind of invest in good oils. It does make a difference. So I'll put the stove on and I want to warm up this oil so that it's a gentle heat and I'm going to put my anchovies in. We're going to melt the anchovies, so we don't want to fry them. We want them to just dissolve into this oil. And then just going to microplane my garlic. When I was writing the book, my friend and I, Amy, we were out in Fire Island together. It was during COVID. And she and I were making this dish. And at this stage of when you get the sauce, when the anchovies melt into oil and then you add the garlic and the fresh oregano. Oh, and in Australia, we would say oregano. So I, sometimes when I say oregano, I'm like, am I saying that right? I'm confused with my accent. She would say to me, the smell of the oil, olive oil, anchovies and garlic is so good. She'd say, get your face in there and take a whiff of that. And she is so right because it is one of life's greatest smells. I'm just, I'm just grabbing a, a wooden spoon because I'm just gonna encourage those anchovies to melt here. And if it gets too hot, you can just simply take the pan off the heat and that'll cool it off a little bit. I'm just gonna put the fork in my, oh, it's good. My potatoes now are feeling very soft, which is great. So actually, there we go. They're starting to melt. Soon I'm gonna drain those potatoes soon. So I'm just gonna grab a colander to put them into. They'll be really hot at first but we want to peel off those skins and we want, to, we want to rice them while they're warm. I think that's like a key part of gnocchi. I think if you wait until the potatoes cool down, then it's just not as good. So I don't know if you can hear, but my anchovies have melted. Just a little bit more, just encouraging them. So at this point, I hope you've poured yourself a glass of wine. You deserve it. <laughs> the perks of making pasta you can it's like it's like a crime not to have a glass of wine as you make it I love this recipe because I, I make this even on a weeknight I really it's just it's not overwhelming at all 
you know, top to tail, it's probably like an hour said and done. All right, so I'm just gonna grab my crushed tomatoes. This really smells delicious. I, I hope you're enjoying the smell in your kitchen right now too, with this sauce. All right, so my garlic just looking delicious. Anchovies melted. And I'm going to pop in the crushed tomatoes and the oregano. You can put the oregano in when you put in the, the garlic if you like. Uh, but this recipe isn't fussy. You can really, it, it, I'm just putting it in with my tomatoes today. All right. So that's it, guys. I'm going to put in some cranks of black pepper. I always go a bit heavy-handed on the pepper. Can't get enough of it. And I'm just going to pop in some salt. And that's just going to now simmer away. That's sauce done and banked. How easy is that? Really, like, how long did that take us? Ten minutes. Ten minutes for an awesome red sauce. Okay, so my potatoes are ready. So I'm just going to grab dishcloth so I don't burn myself. And I'm going to drain them. I'm going to fill my pot back up with hot water because we're going to cook the gnocchi in the same pot. If you want to, you could also just fill your pot up and, and if you've washed your potatoes beforehand, you could just use the same water. I think the key too is try and use the largest pot you have to give the potato gnocchi plenty of room to boil away. All right, so I'm gonna get this back on the boil. Salt that later on. And my sauce, my red sauce is just simmering away. Honestly, get a little teaspoon and have a try of it. It is really, really good. All right, so I am peeling off the skin of the potato while they're still very, very hot. I know it's not very kind to your fingertips, but I think it's crucial to rice the potatoes while they're still hot to get them as smooth and pillowy as you can. You want to make sure you take off all the skin because we don't want that popping up, that texture popping up in the gnocchi. So I'm just doing it on my chopping board and I, I'm using a paring knife just to help it too, but honestly, they should be so soft they just peel straight off. I'm nearly there and I have a ricer that I'm going to use, but I know many of you don't have a ricer and that's totally fine because you can just use the finer side of a box grater or even um, a microplane will do the trick. All right, so jacket's off, potatoes still steaming. Just gonna cut them in half. And I've got a sheet tray here. One, and I put a, a thing of um, parchment paper down, but you don't have to, you can just have a sheet tray, it's fine. And I'm gonna just rice the potatoes straight onto the tray. Um, it's just like mashed potato. You just basically mashed potato. I don't want any lumps in my mash, guys. So I don't want any lumps in my gnocchi. 
we want to make sure at this part that we don't have them. Very, very key to getting it pillowy and delicious. And what we're doing here then also is why I put it on a sheet tray is I'm just cooling them off a little bit too once they're riced so that when we put the egg in soon, the egg doesn't scramble. Just the smell of boiled potatoes makes me happy. All right, so while that's cooling, I am going to, my friend Deb has chickens, so she gave me these beautiful farm chicken eggs. So I'm gonna use that beautiful egg with a super yellow yolk. I'm gonna put this into a, a mixing bowl. And I only have a chunk of Parmesan at home at the moment, so I just grated it very finely. And I'm gonna get a wooden spoon here just to kind of help bring the dough together. Measure out my flour. I'm going to leave one and a half cups here, that's what the recipe calls for. But what I find is that sometimes I don't use all of the flour, depending on the size of your potatoes. See, sometimes like you might need a little bit more flour, sometimes you might need a little bit less. So I just add the flour gradually rather than all at once. So I'm just waiting for these potatoes to cool down a smidge more. So I will put in some salt in the meantime and put in some white pepper. I don't know, I don't know why it doesn't get used as, as often as it, as, it, as it should be used. Like, it's such a great secret ingredient. You know, like it's not as harsh as the black pepper. Sometimes I use both. Anyway, I'm on a campaign, bring white pepper back. And I'm gonna put my grated cheese in as well. The other tool that is really, really helpful for Noki that I'm using is I've got one of those bench scrapers, a metal bench scraper, and it makes it really easy to pick ingredients up, pick Noki up when we're gonna go and cook it, cook it. So what's gonna happen is the moisture from the potatoes is gonna help bind this together. You don't need to add any milk or water. Okie doke. And now I'm just going to gradually add my flour. I'm using a wooden spoon here just to bring it together. So it looks right now like this is the point where I, I use my hands. You need to put your hands in there now because what's going to happen is when you squish this together with your hand, the moisture from those potatoes comes out and starts bringing it together. Use your fingers and palm, squeeze it together. So mine now is starting to look a bit like a dry mash and it's starting to come together in a ball. That's, and that's what we want. Start pushing the heel of your palm in to make it a ball. I can already smell the white pepper and the cheese. I can hear my sauce. I don't know if you guys can hear my sauce simmering away there. Just make sure that you haven't got that on too high. All right, so now, here we go. I've got a ball. There's a few cracks in it, but that's fine. You want to keep this covered under plastic wrap if you're not rolling it out straight away so that it doesn't dry out. 
with all pasta doughs actually. Once you have a dry dough, they're very hard to work with. All right, so I'm gonna do a bit of a tidy up now, clear the decks and get ready for rolling gnocchi. I'm going to generously flour the sheet tray. I just gave it a bit of a clean up from before so the gnocchi doesn't stick to anything. And then I've just got a large wooden chopping board and I'm just going to flour that lightly too. I'm gonna to take a little section from the dough, about the size of a large line full. And I rolled it into a ball and now I'm gonna roll it into a snake on my chopping board. And I'm just rolling from the center out so that we kind of get it an even thickness. And you want it about the size of a woman's finger, like middle finger. Like not, too, not too fat. I mean, I prefer my gnocchi on the smaller side because you've got to remember when we put it in the water, it's going to expand. So I've got my snake here. It's about 30 centimeters long. That's so funny because I'm still working in Australian measures. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to then cut along the snake and I use my finger as a guide. So about the width of my finger, uh, or it's around about half an inch, guys. And I've got a very sharp, and I've just cut myself a row of knockies and then I get my bench scraper and pop them on the tray. There's a couple of recipes with that you can use with this potato gnocchi. So you can make the luxurious Pomodoro that we're making now, or there's one in the springtime section where I use fresh asparagus and a miso butter with them, which is honestly so delicious and so good. My kids are crazy for it. Well, I didn't think they would like asparagus, but when you put it in miso butter and gnocchi, they do. <laughs> and then there's another one where I make a creamy sauce and I use wild mushrooms, fry wild mushrooms with garlic and scallions. And you know, if you're a, like a blue cheese, stinky cheese fan, you could put a knob of that in there. Gnocchi really is very versatile. And then one of my favorite things to do with this potato gnocchi, and it's what I did at my book launch party, is I boil the potato gnocchi and then I fry the gnocchi in some butter and oil. And that is living. It is one of the tastiest things. I mean, it's like fries. It's like potato fries, but even better because you get this pillowy soft you know, texture on the inside. So what I did is I, 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 I made lots of batches of potato gnocchi and then at the actual party, we just, and I'd even boiled them. And then once you boil them, you can just like splash a bit of oil over to stop them sticking together. And then all they need to be is fried. And you then just sprinkle a little Parmesan over it and I like to put molten sea salt on top for a little bit of crunch as well, salty crunch. And then I just served it in these little 
serving boats with a couple of slices, little slice of prosciutto, and you could also use caper berries if you like. And then I sprinkled even a little bit more cheese on top. Anyway, it was an absolute hit. I should have doubled what I made because everyone loved it so much. And there's nothing better than getting like a little warm, tasty morsel when you're having a cocktail. So keep that in mind for this potato gnocchi too. If you're having friends over, you know, maybe start the night off with like some fried gnocchi, you know, Italian meats, maybe an ice cold beer, glass of red wine. There's another recipe in the book that I use a potato gnocchi. So the premise really of the book is guys that you just need to know these three doughs, which are potato gnocchi, egg dough, and the semolina dough. And from that, you can just do all these sorts of things. And of course, you can use store-bought if you want, but once you make this potato gnocchi fresh, you'll, you'll find it very hard to go back to store-bought gnocchi. It really is nowhere near as good. So I'm still cutting lots of gnocchis. I've got pretty fast at this now, and you will, over time, pick up speed as well. So back to the other recipe that I use in the book is I have um, every recipe in the book is put into seasonal chapters and it's like a killer. I, I wanted it to be like a killer blackboard menu because I love those restaurants that you go to where it's a really limited menu, but you know that everything on it is going to be fantastic. And really like there's one salad, one starter, one cocktail, one dessert. So all you have to do is choose your main. Well, that's what simple pasta is like. All you have to do is choose the pasta you wish to cook, and then I've got you covered on the cocktail and the salad and the dessert. So you don't have to think. And that way, if you're having a party, you know just how to put it together. So the other time that I use the fried gnocchi is I use it with a skirt steak and an olive remoulade. It's like my pasta take on steak fritz. It's one of my comfort meals, steak fritz. I, I always, I always want it when my gas tank is low. So, so once you know potato gnocchi, there is just so much to do with this recipe. It's not just a one and done thing. I'm getting very close to finishing. My water is getting very close to boiling, which is good timing. My red sauce, mm, oh my goodness, it's so good. You can always add a little bit of splash of vinegar, a little bit of sugar, if that's your jam as well. The other thing with gnocchi too, if you want to make it decorative, you can just use the, uh, just a, a fork to give it a little indents for the sauce to cling to. Or you can use a gnocchi board as well. I actually just prefer them simple and smooth because I think part of the reward of gnocchi is just how pillowy they are. So I don't want to interfere with any of that. So I've got my trays of gnocchi. I'm bringing them closer to my boiling water and I'm just gonna salt the water. I'm not going to be too generous on seasoning the water. Controversial, I know. But when you make fresh pasta, it's very porous. It really takes on any kind of seasoning very easily. It sucks it up. So 
You know, when you're using store-bought pasta, you can be more aggressive on the seasoning, but for the fresh stuff, one time I had friends coming over and I'd made the egg dough. I'd had a few drinks and I wasn't concentrating. I was too busy talking, having fun. And I put too much salt in the water and I, and, and the, the pasta was too salty. So there is, a, there is you, salt is one of those things, guys, where you can always add more, but you can never take it away. So I'm gonna get my bench scraper and that'll help me lift some of the gnocchi off the tray or you can just slide it in careful. It'll probably plop up some hot water. And I'm getting my other favorite tool in the kitchen for pasta, which is, it's, it's called a spider. It's like a metal net and it makes it really easy for scooping out cooked pasta and putting it straight into the sauce. And what I find is what's really great is that, you know, for those that find that they forget to hang on to the pasta water, you know, it saves you draining it and putting it, you know, down the sink and forgetting it. So, got my spider, water's boiling, got my nucky all prepped, sauce is ready. And this is really where it just comes together in minutes. So we're gonna put the potato gnocchi into the boiling water. One rogue one even went into my, my red sauce. Pull that up. Mm. It's just a good excuse to lick my fingers. So the potato gnocchi, when it floats to the top, it's a really good indicator that they're done. So, I always just test one though, just to make sure. You just want to make sure that, that that flour is cooked through. So we're just going to wait for that to cook. And you, know, you can get your plates or bowls ready. Delicious. And I'm just getting the spider and I'm putting it straight into my red sauce. And I, I don't worry about draining it too much because we, we do want a little bit of that starchy water in the mix and then I just stir it into the red sauce. I mean, if you prefer, you can just put the gnocchi straight into a bowl and then put a dollop of the red sauce on and like the Franks do, you could put some fresh ricotta on top. But one of the main things is I like to have lots and lots of parmesan on hand. So I'm gonna try one. Mm. Oh my goodness. You'll never go back to store-bought pasta. Oh my goodness, I need to stop. Or maybe I don't. <laughs> Mm. All right, so I'm gonna put this other batch in. I'm gonna add it to the red sauce and then we're done. So, potato gnocchi, there it is. Not really any more work than mashed potato except you're rolling it out. Red sauce, remember, that's a, keep it in your back pocket. You can make it into a matriciana, puttanesca, rabiata. It's good just to know when those nights when you come home and just cook a a pound of store-bought pasta and, and put a good red sauce to it. So it's been such a pleasure teaching you potato gnocchi. I really hope that you, mm, um, you know, really enjoy knowing this recipe. It is just one that is good for the soul. I had so much fun writing this book. It was really such a joy. I wrote it during the pandemic when we were all in lockdown and we couldn't travel, we couldn't eat with friends and I was craving that. I was craving the very thing that makes me so happy in life and I'm, I'm so grateful I got the opportunity to work on this book. You can follow me on Instagram at odettewilliams.com. There's lots of handy videos that will 
show you how to make many pasta shapes as well as the gnocchi.